Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is we continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. It's a Monday. Beware the Ides of November. It's the middle day of November. Hank Vogler is aware of all things. Hey, you got a big week at the Need More Sheep Company, I hear. Yes, sir. We're, uh, as soon as I get off this phone, we got to pull the cedars, start pulling the cedars on the ewes and start giving them a shot to make them all ovulate and breeding them uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Hmm. How many did you set up to synchronize? Uh, 100. Oh, nice. And for people that may be just tuning in, <clears throat> excuse me, you do that basically to get rams that uh, are the genetics, the new age genetics, and you're still using the higher quality show animals so that you can win all of the big shows in the West, right? <laughs> uh, no. We got enough problems here without going out and doing show animals. We just, the availability it appeared to me after you hauled me all the way to Australia to twist my mind. Uh, they have they had 150 million head of sheep. They're down to 70 million head of sheep, and they didn't sell the good ones. They you know kept trimming them off the bottom, and uh, I just couldn't believe the quality of their rams. So I started a program. What five years, six years now? Yeah, at least of breeding them up. Uh, so I, for my own use, that's all. I, I don't have any desire to go into purebred business and all of that. That's a different world unto its own. But I want to have, you know, uh, never holler woe in a horse race. Yeah. With, with that said, you might have the biggest population of near pure merinos of anybody in the nation after you've been doing this for six years. Uh, yeah. I guess that and 50 cents would probably get you coffee anywhere but Starbucks, but I sure don't have any yeah. trouble selling my you lambs. Okay, but Hank, here's the deal. It's not the coffee that makes the, the story. It's the fact that you have something to tell while you're drinking coffee. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, like I told the boys, I said, you know, if this works, uh, they'll be writing songs about us. <laughs> Okay, but you're six years in. You, you got a pretty good handle on whether it's working or not. Well, it's like your kids, you know. Ask me about my kids. My kids are smart. My kids are doing well. Uh, everything. Same with them. I look at them and I think they're pretty darn cool. And I, I don't know. Maybe you know. There's always people out there that comes by and say, "Well, you know, that one there's got a little twisted knee, or that one over there, yada yada yada." I, you know, I, I just, they look very nice. They're smooth body, uh, kind of fewer wrinkles and bibs on the front, which it makes the wool quality poor. The carcass quality looks very good. And, uh, uh, they're not a hair sheep. They're, a, they're a long staple fine wool sheep that also has a good carcass. It just kind of Australia had enough animals for a base to pull the genetics in from a lot of different directions to perfect the 
the breed, I guess, is how you'd say it. So they look awfully good to me. Yeah, that's one misleading thing about those Merino sheep that we saw and tasted in Australia because they continue to call them a wool breed. But I'm here to tell you, the lamb portion of the wool breed is pretty tasty. Yeah, they've, that's what I say. I mean, they've pulled genetics from, from uh, all sides and, uh, they're, they're not just a wool breed anymore. You know, the old Texas used to be famous for the merinos and they were little tiny short things and, and they had short wool, which the processing of the wool was very difficult because of the short fibers. So they've taken that plus the carcass traits and, and, uh, Kind of made a pretty cool sheep, really. I think, but what? I'm sure that there's other breeders that says, you know, this is silly, but they're a medium frame. They're not great big old uh, horses. They're they're they weigh about 155 pounds in their walking around clothes here. So I realize it's too quick to, to discuss about any major infrastructure changes. But, you know, about the time, well, if you'll remember the month, the week that COVID officially broke in March of 2020, I was in Connecticut and I was uh, on a panel talking about bringing wool back, the infrastructure, the textile industry. Is there any movement internally to make that happen from a fiber standpoint only? Well, you see a lot. You see a lot more advertisement, and now that they have a new way to process the wool to kind of take the itch factor out of it, uh, I think they've made some real progress. Uh, again, the availability of it, the availability of, of processing plants and, and places to weave and all of those things, but Merino Socks, uh, which is just a brand it's you know they're not necessarily merino but they're they're a soft fiber uh there's just there's lots of advantages and it doesn't come from uh vladimir putin's pipeline you know it's not oil based it's it's a natural fiber uh sheep have the ability to clean up the forest uh whatever they they can take inedible products on the uplands which is not not terrain that's conducive to farming and turn it into meat and fiber i mean it's a it's an amazing thing and and to downgrade that is is just crazy as downgrading the value of of a beef steer that can get almost to market on grass well we've talked a lot and i've searched out different clothing options that are domestically made they're not easy to come by all the the vest that I typically wear are Schaefer, and I have a Schaefer coat, and I've had all of that for 10-plus years, and they're all 100%, even the buttons made in America. But I have to tell you that I'm seeing more and more. Last week I saw a couple of advertisements, Hank, for a Minnesota-based, I, I don't want to really quote the company, but it's like MWI Active Sportswear, 100% USA-made. So I'm beginning to see more of a shift, but you, you can't you can't just all of a sudden decide you're going to make it here. You have to have the infrastructure, and you have to have something that you know nothing about, labor, to show up to make it all happen. Hey, 
This is the Vogler Travel Agency. You want to go somewhere in the world? Just sign up as a sheep herder. We had a boy brought just brought him in. He never even made one check, and he, he never no indication that he, there was anything wrong. I mean, he had a plan from day one. Boom. Day before yesterday, he's gone. And, you know, no consequences. No, yeah. no, you know, we're just out the money. And the irony is, this is the greatest irony of all. I'm being raked over the coals by the H-2A program, by the Department of Labor, in wages and hours investigating me. Four hours on the phone trying to, it, I mean, a four-year-old explaining why Larry... The goldfish is floating at the top of the bowl. Mm-hmm. It's easier. This person said, she's great, great answer. Uh, what the, do you use a, a bus to haul the men back to the bunkhouse at night after working with the sheep all day long? No. Uh, how do you transport them when you move the sheep? Uh, shoe Leather Express or horseback? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, Can't I, have them out there walking. This, that might see, benefit woman, their health. This woman, this woman <laughs> can crush me like a bug. She can cost me tens of thousands of dollars. My friend and neighbor, $19,000 because one of the garbage cans, which are impossible to have in the camps, they're so impractical, they're ridiculous. But they decided without any kind of notification that you have to have a garbage can with a lid in the camp. $19,000 fine. No way. That's, yes, that's what's going on. Now, yeah, you get a lawyer, you spend five, $6,000 with a lawyer, da, 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 and they knock it down. God love them, you know, to $9,000. We're going to do you a favor. But it costs $5,000 to get the lawyer. Yeah, or more. It's roll route. We yeah. need to take a so break. I need to just... Hank Vogler fuming from the prairies. He's not on the prairie. He's in the desert. We'll be back with more. Hey, Lone Creek Cattle Company providing the opportunity for you to get paid properly. It's all about the consistency of the consumer's preference for tenderness. Piedmontese cattle do that time in and time out. And details about how you can be a part of the supply chain and continuing to grow to that number of 50,000 head. Details from Marlon Will. Contact him by going to the website, LoneCreekCalico.com. I'm talking about the sire side. You may want semen. You may want just to use the bull. It's all up to you. More after this. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Luce alongside Hank Vogler coming to us from North Spring Valley, Nevada. I, I don't know who sits around in cubicles thinking up of these ridiculous fines and and theories on how h2a workers need to handle themselves out in the middle of the desert do they know they live in a you should just tell that this girl the only way you're going to relate to this girl who's probably in a cubicle in chicago look ma'am you want to no, go she's in las vegas oh even worse you want to go camping these boys are out camping every week of the year there's like they get a vacation every week of the year then they come back to the bunkhouse in the winter that's the way you should have to, have to explain it to her. They're camping in sheep camp. I mean, they have this scenario, and by the by, 
they're all one step up. They're they're Hispanic. They all have an accent, so they haven't, uh, you know, uh, they want to come out and interview the same thing. And I asked her, I said, you know, five years ago, you guys came out, checked everything out, and I didn't, I was the only one in the state of Nevada that didn't get fined. Don't you have those records? Couldn't we cut to the chase? With and, and get through all this red tape and stuff. These are rules and regulations. This is onerous. I got. I had to go back and get all my W twos from my accountant all over for, for 2018 forward. They want to look at my tax returns, which I don't think they're entitled to. Just, I mean, you can't believe it. They, I mean, it, it just goes on and on and on. Social security numbers for the men. Okay, ma'am. The closest Social Security office is 180 miles away, and it's closed and has been because of COVID. And, yeah, you can do it online if you're not getting your stipends or something like that. But if you need to get a Social Security card and need your visa, you've got to do it in person. How do you do it in person? I mean, just it goes on and on and on. All of these things cost you money every single square inch of it you know uh, we used to get them for three years then 18 months now 10 months every 10 months we got to renew all this stuff used to be 300 bucks now it's 460 dollars every 10 i mean just these are the things that i hope the rest of america is starting to enjoy this is what's coming bureaucrats have to make more rules and regulations to justify their jobs and to move up the line to get higher and higher on the food chain, you got to have assistance. You know, you got to have, you got to spend all the money and ask for more. I mean, it, there's no end to it. But I said these people are not sleeping under a tarp. I said the last sheep camp I bought was twenty-eight thousand dollars, and it met all the OSHA specifications. Well, what kind of a camp is it? Is it like a trader house? I go, no, it's better than a trader. I mean, just you can't believe it. I, I'm telling you, you're going to have to start using this camping scenario. This, <laughs> Hank, th- th- this is not just you. This is a major dilemma. <clears throat> and anybody in regulatory, anybody in media, there is such a disconnect in even understanding the basics of life in, in, in rural America and in food production and in producing something. And I'm sure it's the same thing if you're in a factory welding all day. I'm sure that there's somebody calling and saying you're you're not treating these people right. But there's just a disconnect. They have no ability to communicate the reality, because these people have never done anything. They've never done anything but sit in a cubicle and ask to tell people what to do. And, again, they start off from the premise that you are a modern-day slave owner. They do. I mean, it's they just, you know, when they came out five years ago and did the big audit, those two ladies just sat in there and asked all those men to talk trash on me. That was all. They didn't care. They didn't care that their commissary looks like a small Walmart, that they got a big widescreen TV, new couches. All of us, it don't mean nothing. They got And they dig and they dig and they scrape. Now they're saying, you got to have backup lights. Everything's got to work perfect on these things. And, you know, if you buy a modern water truck, these 
people are not capable of operating them. So now you got to send them to school to show them how to operate it. And then the mechanics of them, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. No rhyme or reason for any of they, Those trucks never get off of a two-track road. And, and they're almost Peruvian-proof because they're old army trucks, old five-tonners and old deuce-and-a-halves. And so they're perfect, but not to them, boy, you know. And, of course, they want to know if I got backup lights and, and a bell on my bus that I bring them in back to the bunkhouse at night. <laughs> that was – it took every ounce of strength I've got. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Did you say a bell? Say, I'm done. Yeah, you know, like on your uh, – on different equipment when you back up your – Yeah, I'd like ding, a dinger. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My goodness. Well, I mean – I guarantee you. Hey, Hank, I guarantee – I, I drove – I drove last week <clears throat> to Billings on a pickup that I don't normally take on dr- rides anymore. But I had to because I had two down in the shop. You know, when you're on a pickup with 444000 and another one with 320000 once in a while you got to go to the shop. Well, anyway, um, I assure you the tread on the tires that I drove this pickup to Billings, Montana and back would have assumed uh you know, $25,000 fine if it was an H2A sheep herder. More than that. It was $50,000. That's what a friend of mine got fined for not having enough tread on a sheep camp, which there's nobody oh. in when you move it. Oh, my goodness. Where does it end? Literally, I want to know where I mean, it ends. There's no fix-it ticket. There's no fix-it ticket. They don't come out and say, hey, you got 30 days to fix that and send us a picture of it being fixed or have some official from the public domain sign off that you fix that tire or anything like that. No, sir. They go right for the juggler. Then you go through the court system. You can drag you around for a couple of years or a year or whatever. And then spend 10000 15000 on a lawyer. They knock the fine. The, some judge knocks the fine down to half and, what did it cost you? Three quarters of the original fine. I mean, it's just insane. And it's coming to, you know, yeah. we're the canary in the coal mine. Well, They've got complete control over us. I, we're, I wanted, we're already in the gulag. I wanted to just remind you and everybody that you are employing H2A workers. In this case, they're from, uh, why does it escape me? Peru. Peru. Chile. They're from Peru. Mexico. Okay, and maybe Mexico. The same people that you're trying to create an opportunity for employment, if they were to go to Guadalajara and then accumulate a group of kids and come into the country, they'd just give them $450,000 if they got separated at the border. You're trying to provide an economic opportunity for these families, and they want to penalize you. It has nothing to do with the people coming in or the people you're employing. It's everything about putting you out of business. Hey, I I got one for you. <laughs> one of the boys from Veracruz, Mexico, said he was totally done. That he 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 did not feel like he should be working here. That it was it was just horrible, and he wanted to go home. Well. Don't argue. You know, somebody doesn't want to do their job. You're in big trouble because they can make them. You don't want them out. Lose you a lot of money. Right. No. So I hauled him to the airport, uh, gave him a check. Everything was straight. 
He goes to Veracruz. Things are a little tough there. Couldn't get a job. So he paid a coyote. Now, I brought him up for free. Got him all the paperwork. Gave him a job, board and room, place to stay, everything. He paid a coyote $15,000 to get him to Las Vegas. And now he can't, you know, there's people standing around in Las Vegas because they're, that's, I think they're unloading them there from the border. Oh, along sure they with are. all the other places they're unloading. So he's in, he's really broke. And he, he asked one of the boys to, to ask me if he could have his job back, which I'm sorry. That ain't the way it works. Yeah, absolutely. How long ago did he go and home? And now, where did he get the 15000 Yeah, bucks? that's what I wanted to know, too. Yeah, and all these coyotes are getting seven, eight, ten, whatever they think they can get from you. Either that or the girls, they turn into prostitutes, or the or they get different people to pack out some fentanyl or some other illegal drugs fentanyl. to pay their passage. So anyway... You know, I mean, it's, this is what's going on. This is not the America that we grew up in. This is all for power. You know, <laughs> it's just, it is just, if you'd have told me all this stuff 20 years ago, I think I'd have went to dental school. <laughs> we have a, 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 a tooth decay to fill. <laughs> Let's try to go with some dental analogy. I'm going to take a break. Dr. Nathan Bryan is also filling a need that is making available to you nitric oxide in the supplementation form, no2u.com, no2u.com. Put Trent in the coupon code to get a 10% discount, and you pay no shipping. Nitric oxide, the essential element. We'll be back with more Hank Bogler after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Luce. Hank Vogler. All right, seriously, Hank. I, I can see myself as a septic pumper. I can see myself as a dog catcher. I can see myself as a lot of things. Dentist is not on the list. I do not want to be the guy that looks in somebody's mouth every day. <laughs> well, I don't either. I mean, I was just thinking of something that would be the lowest on my list. That You know, I mean, there's nothing that's more satisfying for me than doing what I'm doing. But I I don't have any opportunity to do anything but go around and, and put out fires that the government's thrown at me, you know? I mean, you want to get down and dirty Friday, I'm paying my lawyer to come out here from Reno, which is not going to be uh, paid off with uh, prizes out of Cracker Jack boxes. Uh, I'm meeting with them district manager and the <clears throat> range the head of the range department who seems to be stuck on uh making sure that Southern Nevada Water Authority gets anything that they want will not even recognize my deed of trust the fact that I paid these people off all these things he's stuck on one thing he wants to take the entire permit away from me for a year in the worst drought in 127 years. Um, and uh, Hank, let I, me interrupt you for a moment. Just just to be clear, all of this is in addition to the labor problems you've been talking about. This whole new set of problems yeah. from the same federal government. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and he has never, ever 
moved an inch, never even mentioned a compromise. He allowed S, somebody at that BLM office allowed SNWA to file on my water rights. And out here on the high, wide, and lonesome, if you have a spring or something that raises on the BLM, doesn't run to private property, but you can use it to irrigate livestock. You can file on it. The Department of Water Resources immediately calls the BLM and says, does Trent Luce have the Tibbet Pass along? Does Trent Luce have a right and title to graze livestock? And they, and it's yay or nay. Not only do they get yes, that it was SNWA's country, they also, for cattle, you have to turn in haul sites where you're going to put the water troughs, change of, of uh, the point of diversion. You have to send them a map. Somebody had to put the stamp of approval on that one, too. I yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. That's okay. Southern Nevada Water Authority, you know, the head of it says that raising alfalfa is so counterproductive that that water should all go to Las Vegas. Wow. So you think you, you think we're bumping up against some pretty powerful people, Trent, or, or is this two farmers facing each other on a ditch bank with shovels? No, no. What I'm seeing across the board, and and I fully agree with you that you're the canary in the coal mine, but this is an intended purpose to get people away from land ownership. They don't want, particularly white Europeans. If I were you, I'd play up that mama got you know my grandmother was traded to her husband for a horse, I'd play that up a little more because I had some interesting observations on the Northern Cheyenne Indian Reservation last week on Thursday. And I'm not ready until I get more information to share those. There is a ploy, and there and it comes from the United Nations. I can show you the documentation that we want to remove the individual ownership of land and give it back to the indigenous people. That's what you're in the middle of. That's what we're all in the middle of. You just happen to be on the hot seat at the moment. Ah, I have a big question then. You mean <laughs> I got to move back to North Carolina? <laughs> yeah, you, you got to walk back. We're going to ruin Too many white guys. <laughs> too many white guys in North Carolina. I don't want to go there. I, yeah, I mean... You know, how do you spell stupid? You know, John Wayne said you can't fix stupid. And boy, if that isn't true. I mean, how about that Genghis Khan? When are we going to repatriate what he took away from people? He had the largest empire the world ever knew. Why do you think they built the Great Wall of China? To attract tourists through 2,000 years later or whatever it was? (laughs) It was all about a tourist trap. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... The terracotta warriors. I mean, there has been megalomania. All of those picadillos, idiosyncrasies of the human species. It's in our mitochondria. We, you know, we got changing Ping now says he's going to be uh, change the rules so he can stay in power instead of moving on after two terms. I mean, it just Putin did the same thing. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And then we've got 13 coal-fired power plants in the United States. 15. 
China has is got two thousand, and they're putting in another thousand. All over the world, they're putting in coal-fired plants, and we're going to shut down fifteen coal-fired plants in the yeah. United States to save the planet. Illinois is going to phase them out completely. Save. Yeah, I mean, go ahead and tell me how stupid that. And natural gas burns awfully clean, I believe. The last time I heard, mm-hmm. uh oh, fossil fuel, fossil fuel. I mean, just. And, you know, and I guess until people, granddad said it a thousand times, until people's belly buttons bang into their backbone, they ain't going to get it. They'll never get it until they go hungry. And that, and maybe that's what we need in America. We need soup lines or something to jerk people straight that this is insane, you know. <laughs> I don't know. New York Times, over the weekend, here's the title of the article, There's a Global Plan to Conserve Nature. Indigenous people could lead the way. Dozens of countries are backing the effort that would protect 30% of the Earth's land and water and native people, the indigenous people. They are the ones championing the cause. That is the biggest line of bovine fecal matter I've ever read. And, and in Chinese, that's Wu Shu Bao Lo. So yeah, same stuff. <laughs> but I, again, where do you? What are the indigenous people? Right. I mean, didn't the Vikings fight amongst themselves? Didn't they fight with the English? Didn't the English fight with the Irish? Uh, you know, the Indian tribes, the indigenous people of North America, they had. People that followed cannibalism. They had people that fought over ground. We're next week, isn't is next week is Thanksgiving, isn't it? Um, National Leg Lamb Day. Yeah. No, it's National Turkey Day. Don't steal the turkey. Go ahead. Hey, Jesus was Jewish. And okay. you guys got an Easter ham. Now you get off of that deal. We should have. I, no, 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 no. I did not promote Easter ham. You never heard me promoting Easter ham. You won't promote okay. me ha- promoting right. ham at Christmas. I'll let you have lamb at Christmas. You gotta give the turkey. 80% of the turkey consumed in this country is consumed in the month of November. Don't take that away from the turkey. Well, I thought they weren't gonna have any turkeys because <laughs> they're the, not. The, there's a shortage. There's not a shortage. There's a shortage of common sense and diesel fuel to get the turkey from the farm to your table. I can take you to South Dakota and find you however many million turkeys you want right now. But how are we going to get them to your table? I saw a picture of a gas station in California over the weekend, diesel $9.90 a gallon. Well, that means hauling those lambs back from Bakersfield to be free then. A cheap deal like that. <laughs> yeah. Of course, they got to have a truck that was made after 2017, right? And they got to have the union card to drive into the Long Beach. Yeah. And the, and now the Panama Canal has hauled more freight than it ever has in history for one year. I mean, it's just wow. I mean, just <laughs> but even the even the pilgrims were accepted by those people, indigenous people, I guess you'd call them. They said they'd help them. They were going to starve to death. They'd help them keep them starved to death. And they came here to have a communist utopia. Mm-hmm. And and they celebrated for the first Thanksgiving the failure of communism. 
they could no longer put everything in the pot because nobody wanted to work any harder than the slowest guy. So the Indians said, hey, you're having a little trouble here. We'll help you. But you've got those guns. You've got to help us go up the street and whip these tribes that are up the street. So now, who's indigenous there? The ones that they wanted to go whip or them that the pilgrims eventually pushed around? So how far... You, it's all Adam and Eve's grandparents' fault. That's when it all started, and it's never changed. You've been reading the Catholic Bible again? <laughs> no. However, uh, Mass was quite lovely yesterday. Landry and I got into and a the discussion. the building didn't fall in on my head. Landry and I got into a discussion. Landry is 16. She spent the weekend at... Um, uh, Christians for uh, Christian Athletes Association. No, Christian Athletics Association. Well, anyway, <clears throat> I'm not getting the right name exactly, but we started talking about the Catholic Church, and her and I, I, I knew this, but I didn't know the exact numbers. There are seven books in the Catholic Church Bible that's not in our Protestant Methodist Bible. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Well, I, I had to stop thinking about it for it to hit me. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I, all I know is, is all I know is, is the building didn't collapse when I walked in. All right. <laughs> hey, great news from the Catholic Diocese in Madison, Wisconsin. They announced over the weekend that none of their churches or schools would be utilized to administer the toxic jab to kids. I I could not be happier with that statement. That is awesome. Well, yesterday, three boys went into town and got the jab so they can go home because their contracts are up. Yep. And now, on top of the jab, they've got to turn around and get a COVID test mm -hmm. before they can get on the airplane. That makes perfect within sense. Within 72 hours. Yep. And within 72 hours... Mm -hmm. The logistics of getting them to an airport, getting them on the airplane, et cetera, et cetera, is a total nightmare. Yeah. So, again, uh, these, are, these are all the crazies. Crazy or not, we've got one segment left with Hank Vogler reminding you that Protect the Harvest continues to live in the trenches, getting you the information that you need to protect your property rights. It's everything that we talk about every single week with Hank and Protect the Harvest has been making it possible for you to fight a well-informed battle. Get details at protecttheharvest.com. We're back with the last segment of Roll Route after this. Welcome back. Roll Route, Trent Lewis alongside Don McLaren was the founder. I'm not alongside Don McLaren. I'm alongside Hank Vogler. Uh, Don McLaren was the founder of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And, Hank, I found this interesting. He formed the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in 1954, November the 10th to be exact, 1954, because he thought that too many athletes were getting uh, spokesmanship and jobs and selling razor blades, uh, everything on TV, all of these endorsements, and he felt like there should be some Christian athletes endorsing the power of the Lord 
instead of hero worshiping these overpaid crybabies. I feel that's just way ahead of his time. 1954, he had that thought process. <laughs> well, once again, they asked Babe Ruth one time uh, how it felt to have a higher salary, making more money than the president of the United States. And Babe Ruth said, well, I had a better year. So, you know. <laughs> I get home more home runs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what the heck? Yeah, but that that just shows you that you know. I mean, I'm sure that there's people out there in the audience that you know. I'll feel your pain, Hank. <laughs> and there's others that go, "Oh, well, he's just a crybaby." I'm not crying. I'm telling you what's coming. I'm the canary in the coal mine. I, I'm the, I'm Paul Revere. This is coming, and and we have allowed it to happen. No, this is not inflicted by the Russians, the Chinese, uh, anything. This is self-inflicted wounds. We, it's good. And, and here's the best part. The more that bureaucracy grows, the more people they're going to affect day in and day out. And if we can vote them out of office before they take our guns and take our will to fight, and I don't mean shooting each other. I mean fight in the ballot box, fight in the government, get rid of that crap in Washington, D.C. They need to move the capital to Point Barrow, Alaska. And sorry, Point Barrow, I don't want to get any enemies up there, but they got to make it to where it is not comfortable. Get or have Zoom. They have to sit in an in a auditorium in their own home district and have people gather that can kind of, like, you know, in the Olympics, the guys hold up a nine, hold up an eight, hold up a seven, to where you can grade them. They're supposed to be representing their home districts. They're supposed to represent their home states. This is, we we have got to change the system. Don who tried to do it, and look what the bureaucrats did to him. I mean, they do not want anybody rocking that boat. By the way, the bureaucrats are both sides of the aisle. That's not a Republican or Democrat yeah. statement. That's a bureaucrat statement. And secondly, that the answer correct. to the question is Herbert Hoover. What, what did poor old Hoover, <laughs> Herbert Hoover have to do with it other than that he, he uh, got to blame for the crash, but it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt that extended it for years and years and years. Hoover was the president that was getting paid less than Babe Ruth. <laughs> was it Hoover? Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought it was FDR. I was just laying off the bet that FDR was in there for what, four terms? Yes, he was. Yeah. And Hoover was a one term president, wasn't he? Uh, correct. After Coolidge. 28 to, 28 to 32. Coolidge was two terms. Or no, somebody. Didn't somebody die and Coolidge got in mm. and then reelected once? Whatever. I don't know, but uh, Calvin Coolidge is probably the best kept secret of all the presidents, if you ask me. If you go study particularly his farm policy, Calvin Coolidge said that if we continue to pay farmers for not producing, we will put the farmer out of business. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. No, I, again. Oh, by the by, if you can't relate to 
getting jerked around out of here by the powerful elitists of Southern Nevada Water Authority or the bureaucrats. Uh, everybody is thinking five and six dollar corn is fun. Go figure out what it's going to cost you for fertilizer next year to plant that crop for seed, for, for tractor parts, for tires, for everything that you're going to put into that. You might have been better off with two dollar and fifty cent corn. I don't know. I don't know what your input costs are, but I guarantee you, if we got six percent inflation overall, I bet the farmers are going to be dealing with a heck of a lot more than that. Don't you? I actually think most farmers right now in this part of the world are realizing that it's not what it's going to cost; it's whether I can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. I mean, at any price, but yeah, it, but at any price, it's but it's double be, right now. Yeah. So, and, yeah, and, and if you don't have I mean, tires, you might want to stock up. Well, did I tell you about going to the liquor store? In, yes. In Las Vegas, you did. Yeah. Couldn't but, get bottles. You know, everybody might not be listening, so I mean, they might have missed. Share us again. Well, I went. Uh, there's a. Uh, Getting ready for your hunting trip, right? Called. Yeah, yeah. And it, there's a discount liquor store. They got liquor stores all over the state, and it, there's one right around the corner from where my wife lives. So I popped in there, heading for. I had a list of stuff they wanted. I got two brands, the last two bottles they had. One brand couldn't even get it, and four bottles of another brand, the last that they had, and the shelves looked like. The grocery stores, it was bare. And they were putting oddball uh, product on the shelves that evidently just trying to fill in the holes. And I asked the lady, I said, did everybody stock up for Halloween? They said, She said, no, sir. We cannot get bottles. We cannot get anything to put on the shelves because we can't get bottles. So, I mean, it go, it's going through everything in this country. And it's all based on getting stuff offloaded, and they are not going to offload it. I have been told there are trucks lined up as far as the eye can see that are trucks that don't have union drivers, so they can't go into the Port of Long Beach. So they haul them outside of the Port of Long Beach and, and, and put them on another truck, which is just slows the whole process down. This is what I've been told. If it's wrong, I apologize. I've been told if it's they're not union, you cannot go in there. And the other thing is, is the rules and regulations on emissions. Your truck had better be 2017 or newer because you can't be driving on the roads down there. But there's rules and regulations set down by the government that is causing a good deal of this bottleneck. Is there any bottlenecks in Houston, Texas? And in, in, is there any bottlenecks anywhere else except in California? There's a bottleneck everywhere. Nothing close to what's going on. And I think Seattle's no better, to be honest. But nothing close to what's going on on the West Coast. Left Coast. There is no West Coast. Yeah. You know, you know if, here's the if thing. You that, take away- that's not fair either because I had Ed Ring on. Friday from on this program, Friday from Sacramento. And he reminds me of something that I tell people, I've been telling people for 20 years since I started going to California regularly. There are just as many conservatives in California, right, right wing people, if you want to call us that, 
They just don't have any authority or power or ability to do anything other than squabble. Yeah. They, well, and that has been gerrymandering from day one. You know, some of those districts, it's just like here. Uncle Harry wanted to put Lincoln and White Pine County in North Las Vegas so whoever got elected to that would have sway over his pipeline. And there's absolutely zero connection between Lincoln and White Pine County and North Las Vegas. But we're in that district where they could have moved in Las Vegas as big as it is. They could have moved probably two blocks and got more voters in that North Las Vegas district than they got from all of Lincoln and White Pine County. Very small, very few people. So, yeah, gee, I wonder if that was done on purpose. Well, how many of those configurations in California are for the same reasons? To dilute the value of one party in mm -hmm. favor of power to the other party. Mm-hmm. Well, 100%. For 40 years, they've been in charge. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, since Reagan left. Yeah. California was a yeah. different beast in that day. And how many people are... The people that are moving out of California are the conservative people, I hope, because a lot of them are moving to Las Vegas. And uh, we have one congressman that has to cover the all the northern counties. And there's like four more of them in right. Las Vegas area, Clark County itself. And, you know, the, the, the whole state's about to tip over. Most of eastern Oregon is now signed up to leave Oregon. They want to go to Idaho or Nevada. Is there is there any chance Nevada that's actually going to happen? Uh, maybe it'll wake somebody up. That would be worth something. Yeah. You know. But, yeah, I think there's only like two or three counties in all of Oregon that control the entire state electorate. And, and that's like uh, Lane County and where Eugene is and, and uh, uh, Salem and Portland. You know, the, uh, yeah, in fact, one of the counties, Coos County, uh, signed up to leave the state and they're on, on the Oregon coast. But it's a rural area. So I, yeah, it's just the realignment is coming. It, it are, really and truly already has. Uh, the blue states are, uh, on the coasts. Yeah. Well, not all of them, but for the most part. No, but All right. yeah, well, look at Colorado, Denver, everything's in Denver and get outside of five feet outside of the metropolis of Denver. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's uh, a pretty redneck, conservative views. Yeah, we just really don't even need to think about Polis at this moment. He continues to show his ignorance and control zeal every single week with some other stupid announcement or an executive order. All to make yeah. his husband happier. That seems to be all he cares about. All right, Hank, have a great week. Get those sheep bred because you can't pay any bills. You can't hire H2As if you don't have lambs coming. 10-4, 10 We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America. Both Hank Boger and myself remind you that all roads do lead to a roll route. Folks, from a health standpoint, it's time to get beyond all of the statin and all of the cholesterol misinformation. Turn to the true expert in cardiovascular health, Dr. Nathan Bryant. 
N-O-2-U.com, N-O-2-U.com, nitric oxide supplementation. Put Trent in the coupon code. You get a perk.